I can't be uh, fixed in one role, you know. I mean, I'm a lot in the techno scene, in the clubbing scene, doing as a DJ. Uh, what I'm doing now have more to do with um, with uh, sound, like uh, with uh, thinking about sound. I'm thinking a lot about sound now. Vibrating deeply with others. Music, body, mind, spirit, movement. Resonar means to resonate. We're a group of creatives who believe in the power of art to generate constructive social transformations. You are listening to Resonar Radio. In our projects, we combine art, science, and technology to promote critical thinking and participation. Welcome to the second edition of El Barrio Global, the podcast where we focus on musicians and artists from Latin America and beyond that make up this global neighborhood. You are listening to Ruta Cinco, uh, number three by Chica Paula from the Kashim's Living Room Sessions. Chica Paula is a Chilean electronic producer and DJ based in Berlin, Germany. From Friedrichshain, my neighborhood in Berlin, Germany, I am Ivan Chaparro. And I'm Benjam Sifu here in Azcapotzalco in my barrio in Mexico City. And we are Resonar Radio. In this first season of El Barrio Global Creative Nomads, we focus on artists from Latin America and Africa who are currently based in Berlin. They share with us a little slice of their lives, art, and philosophies, and help give context to some of the challenges of surviving as an artist in these complex times we are living in. Paula Schoff, aka Chica Paula, is a Chilean electronic DJ and music producer who has been living in Berlin since the 1990s. She was kind enough to invite us to her home studio and share some of her thoughts on music with us and being a cultural provocateur. <laughs> Well, I, I didn't uh, I didn't uh, write it by myself. These two words. It was the idea of a friend of mine, uh, Scott Montif. He's uh, also a musician, that bit, and he knows me knows me very long time. And I think because uh, I mean, he so see me like a little bit like this, you know. I mean, uh, I think because uh, I uh, I can't be uh, fixed in one role, you know. I mean, I'm a lot in the techno scene, in the clubbing scene, doing as a DJ, but I never was uh, playing like uh, other DJs. I was mixing a lot of different kind of uh, uh, music styles in the, in the electronic, yeah. Uh, jumping from one thing to another. Um, like uh, jumping also a little bit from one scene in the other uh, and uh, I think uh, well also like for example sometimes playing completely different music like Latin American music and rhythms and uh, in the middle of a, a techno party um, from one side uh, I think this was the idea from him to, mm -hmm. to tell this and Well, also because it's like he's a friend and uh, what I tell some sometimes, like I'm very critical and I'm very like, uh, uh, 
poniendo la, la cosa eh, claro como ¿por qué haces eso? Why are you doing this? O la la la, I don't like this. O singing a lot about things and mm. putting it out also, uh, spelling it out and well like disconform a lot of from a lot of uh, things happening in the scene from where we are moving. But also I'm a funny person as a. Uh, Artists also like like I think this was the idea was a little bit that is a, bit, a little bit not the typical techno DJ like for a person like yourself who has so many different creative facets, uh, it is sometimes difficult to to find the work you do. If you had to briefly describe yourself, what would you say? Well, that that's um, difficult exactly because uh, um, I. I I I work with with music also with sound and uh, from one side I have this part of me which is like more ludico I don't know how you say ludico in, in English playful playful exactly and uh, but in another way it's like a, an, another part of my person is very concentrated and I'm not concentrated very uh, uh, conceptual conceptual you know and there are two different sometimes very political and there are two very different things and i have a a, a fit in this side and i fit in the other side uh, and i'm the same person and uh, that's why it's very difficult for me to make it like uh, i'm doing this and uh, or i'm doing that i mean i think i'm uh, um I I do some kind of music, mm-hmm. but uh, but it's not music. Uh, what I'm doing now have more to do with um, with uh, sound, like uh, with uh, thinking about sound. I'm thinking a lot about sound now, mm-hmm. more than about music and mm-hmm. of meaning of sound, uh, what sounds does to me and to everybody, mm-hmm. or what sound can. Uh, show us mm-hmm. or how we can uh, get into sound mm-hmm. it's like more but otherwise uh, I still am, I'm still a DJ and I don't sing nothing about sounds I only feel the sound and dance and uh, so it's mm-hmm. like always this this tension in these two uh, completely different uh, ways to understand sound mm-hmm. My initial education was as a designer in Colombia and as an artist in Sweden. After living some years abroad, it became clear to me that I wanted to get back to South America to work with creative projects that might have a social impact. I got back to Colombia and after working in remote areas of the country, I understood how powerful music is to engage people in creative experiments to understand their history and reassert their identity. It was from those experiences that I got the idea to start Resonart Lab, and also the inspiration to learn music in order to become a producer. I'm curious about how you eventually arrived at producing sound and music, Chica Paula. Please tell me about it. As you told already, I mean, the truth is I always uh, love music. As a, every teenager loves music, but I really I was learning guitar and, and at a, like in South America, a lot of teens learn guitar. But I was really learning guitar and I was also learning, once I have the idea, I want to sing opera and I was learning to sing like really like a professional, but all in the teen, teenager time, before I left the school. But in my family or in me also, because I was educated, it was never the idea to study music. But I never have the idea to study classical music. I mean, but in these times, it was no other kind of like, there was no like, uh, I don't know, Klankunz in the university in Santiago de Chile or something like that. Um, uh, uh, sound art or, or stuff like that you find here, you know. Um, so uh, I started, I, go to university and study philosophy, but the music was always very important to me and it was, of course, it was the end of the 80s and I was very influenced by my brother who lives in Europe in those days and I was listening a lot of electronic music, so that's why I came here. And it took a long, 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 long time, <laughs> really, that I, 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 I 
I said like, oh, I can do it by myself. Uh, not only consuming or not only going to the practice to, to dance, I could play. Um, because I, uh, I, I, I didn't saw that I can do it by myself. I was very like, uh, don't thinking that I can do it. And, but in one moment somebody t told me, invite me to, it was very casual, good and good, said to me, oh, do you want to start to play uh, in, in the Ocean Club in Tresor? First, as a DJ, I didn't have any instruments, nothing. And um, because she saw me playing at a party, like very uh, home private party, like with records from somebody else. I never play records in my life. And she, she saw like, oh, she can do it. And then I begin to play. It was very... Not, not that I say, oh, I want to play it, uh, because yeah. I didn't, I didn't realize that this could be, you know, and then, but then I realized, oh, it can't be, I can't do it, and then one thing came after the other, and then uh, other friends, uh, they uh, give me a, in those times a computer, and I begin with logic. Mm -hmm. I didn't have anything, only the program, logic, the software, and in the software you have a lot of uh, instrument, software instruments, and I begin to make some music. I'm reminded of something we talked about with Laura Mello in our previous episode. Uh, what's the difference between Berlin and Chile in terms of finding yourself and your path as an artist? Uh, particularly in the context of women who are trying to become creative producers outside of, you know, the academia and the and the formal institutions. Well, in Chile, I mean, I have some friends, uh, uh, female friends, that are making music, uh, electronic music, not very experimental. I don't know very much the scene of experimental electronic music in Chile because when I le I left very long time ago, I um, I think of course there is there's very much difficult. Also, first of all, uh, because an economical situation. I mean, to make some music and to make experimental music, you need time, uh, and it doesn't matter if you are a woman or a, a men or whatever is the situation is completely dif different as here you can have a job a little job um, a, a, a side job like three times in a week and you can survive and you can the other two days make music for example or the other three days make music this you cannot do in chile of, of course it's impossible as a woman it's of course uh, more difficult because of when you're a little bit older, maybe you get child, there is still, I mean, there is more the idea of family, like in the old school way, like you take care of the child. I mean, even women who are like very, very um, not feminist, but just, yeah, like, Progressive. Yeah, progressive and stuff. In, in this moment of what family means, I have this idea, you know, that uh, the mother idea, this, it's very uh, strong in the South American Catholic culture. Uh, even if you're a progressive uh, person, it's so inside. So that's, for example, is a, a thing what I think uh, it's more difficult for uh, uh, for women to say I'm an artist. I make music. Uh, if I have a kid, he can take care. I want to make my music. This is, I think, Chile like very difficult. And when you do something like that, you need time. And uh, that's, for example, it's it's here more easy. Also, all the structures, kindergarten, etc. It's also dif dif different than in Chile. Mm. Um, yeah, that's uh, um, all the context is, it's difficult, yeah. I'm new in Berlin. I moved here a few months ago. I'm curious to know the challenges you face when you move to this city. I moved to Berlin, I was 19. And I have to say, I mean, I now I was applying to a job here now to help other people, can artist people who are coming from different countries to get uh, more involved in the scene here and with all the uh, 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 
government uh, things also and uh, to understand how to move in Berlin and in Germany. Um, and I was thinking about this, about me, in the, how it was. It's funny. And I was 19. <laughs> and I, for me, everything was like completely a guy. Doesn't matter. I was so happy to be in Berlin. I was sleeping in a little room in, in, the, in the floor uh, on, a, on a matrazze and colchon. And uh, it was cold and it was shitty. And I feel sometimes, yeah, sure, alone. But I was so fascinated by the city that it was complete. I was eating one falafel a day. Okay, that's everything. It's here. I was 19. That is really, really, uh, I didn't care. I didn't speak German so well. I went to the university, but I never went. I only went to, to be, to, to, be, to insert myself somehow. And um, I was all the time out. I uh, just what, having party, having fun. And um, I was like in a bubble, like in my life. It was a bubble time. Very too much impression to think about anything, you know. I mean, I wasn't thinking, oh, how can I survive in this city in this time? I have everything, one falafel a day. <laughs> it's a little bit different from now. Yeah. The city was very much emptier as now, also from, from people from outside. Uh, and all the general spirit of the city was completely because of the wall and the clubs were coming from everywhere and uh, it wasn't, it, everything was so excited uh, nobody cares where I come from. I never feel in this moment that uh, uh, I have difficult uh, because I'm coming from South America. Now it's completely different, completely different. And um, of course, after this, the, the difficult time comes later when I have to do with the, of course, with the real life here yeah, then. My German was not so good. Uh, when I have to, my kid, my first daughter, I was alone, so I have to go to the all the official, you know, help from the government. It was a whole, no, I mean, I'm happy that I got the help, but, but it was difficult because I didn't get the, the language, etc. etc. Or, or when I really uh, wanted to have better jobs, of course, uh, I mean, besides teaching. Because I couldn't DJ anymore, because I was alone with my uh, kid. It was difficult to be playing at six o'clock in the morning, who was taking care of. So uh, then I get in the, this, of course, more difficult uh, stuff in the real work life. I the first uh, years in Berlin was not real life. Was mm -hmm. uh, so that's a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I find it interesting to see how for certain people, traveling becomes like a sort of addiction. That's exactly what happened to me when I traveled in South America. Actually, I happened to get to know Benjam while hitchhiking in Argentina. It was the first time I left my home country and I remember how exciting it was. I could sleep on a rock for just a few hours and the next day I was ready to hit the road again, fresh and energized. Traveling in South America definitely helped me better understand myself as a person. And also I got a feeling that borders in Latin America are just whimsical. Therefore, instead of asking people where they come from, we prefer to ask them about their cultural influences. How would you define your cultural influences, Chica Paula? Um, well, I'm definitely, uh, absolutely, 100% South American person. I mean, uh, uh, the, the thing is, when you live outside from Chile, I came here because I wanted to come here, of course. I, I didn't want to do anything with the Latin American pathos. <laughs> I mean, like, the, oh, well, I was escaping from dictatorship. I mean, the, the dictatorship was over, and then I escaped because I was all my life in dictatorship, and I couldn't, I wanted to break free uh, in, in my person. And in South America, and Chile, I was always in this context of uh, 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 fight against the dictatorship, my family story, friends, uh, a lot of death, a lot of suffer, a lot of all these things. And that's why, for example, I wanted to break free. You know, I said, okay, now dictatorship is over. I go, I, did, I was all my youth like uh, fighting, going to the demos, demonstrations, and 
her, yeah, didn't have very much fun in some some part of my life, uh, and had stories and stuff like that. And of course, this is in me very very strong. And um, then I come here, and I was one of everything, and nobody cares who I am or what I am, where I come from, and uh, and have nothing to do with this political heritage of my life, all my life. And but now, of course, uh, with the time, you you see that more and more that you are from there, and that this is a very big influence in everything what you do. Also for me, it's the, also musically, I, I grew up with Silvio Rodriguez, Victor Jara, Violeta Parra. Even in one time, I hate all of this because this was this uh, very remarked with the, with, the, with the fight and we Latin American identity. What, what I wanted to also break free up from this uh, because I like electronic music. Not really. Not I didn't want to talk, play a sampoña, you know. I wanted to play a city synthesizer, and uh, this, this two again we come back. Things are different. Diff this is what defined me in the music a lot, you know. This uh, and you find when you are here in, in, in Germany, or I think it doesn't matter where you come always to a border where you 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 realize you are not from here, you are from there, because it's you always, in every relationship, in every, also in, in, in music, in everything, certainly, of course, this is my, I'm very influenced of this. Mm -hmm. I think everybody's influenced from what they listen in their childhood also, mm -hmm. you know, a lot. This is El Barrio Global, and I'm Benjam Sifu. And I am Ivan Chaparro. We are Resonar Radio and we are here today with Chica Paula. We were just listening to Espacios en Soledad by Chica Paula uh, from an excerpt of a live show at Mitschnitt at How Berlin. We are Resonar, a collective of like-minded musicians, producers, and visual artists and designers. And you can take a look at our work on our website, resonar.net, or you can find us on social media by typing at Resonar Lab in your search engines. We're on Facebook, 
Instagram, SoundCloud, YouTube, and Vimeo. Resonar means to resonate in Spanish, and that's precisely what we do in our work, which ranges from sound art, interactive installations, and participatory art, to folklore, hip-hop, and experimental music, all with a focus on artistic activism and community participation to promote social justice and environmental protection, in South America first and now in Europe. This is El Barrio Global, and I'm Benjam Sifu. And I am Ivan Chaparro. We are Resonar Radio from Berlin and Mexico DF, respectively. We carry on with Chica Paula, our guest today at her place in Mitte, downtown Berlin. I find this process of adaptation that you talked about before the break fascinating. And I'm curious about the elements that helped you adapt to Germany and particularly to Berlin, you know, in order to find your way here. Well, as I told you, <laughs> I came very young. Mm -hmm. So this kind, this, it, it happens very naturally because I came in a moment in this so Berlin society, Berlin was here, an island, I mean, where Everybody who came here was adapting to this new situation. This situation was not only new for me, it was new for everybody, mm -hmm. because it was new that the, the, mm -hmm. the, the wall fell down. And it's very, uh, I think, it, because I like techno and I, 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 I like it before electronic music, of course, I was full into it. This was the way where, how I adapt to Berlin because that was the most important thing what was happening in this moment here and that was uh, uh, all the friends I mean I told you I have some friends here they were also involved in this scene so I came directly to this scene I was working in a, in, in a bar which was from Dimitri Hegemann uh, with Paul Browser, which was a guy who was making music for Dimitri Hegemann, was the guy who makes the Tresor, uh, the more important uh, techno club, you know. So I, it was through the music that I, I, I flutch, <laughs> like I, it was like catapultier, like a mm -hmm. in catapulted. Uh, catapulted in this city, mm -hmm. and this, this I, I didn't make any strategy. I was exactly there when I wanted to be and I think this was making me having friends because they wanted it too and this was through the music I sing a lot uh, and the lifestyle for us my friends and me was the most important this was this uh, music filming a music dance uh, party and being here and in this extremely I was in Colombia at the beginning of the pandemic, and one of the perks of being in a country at the margins of the travel and trade networks is that I could see from a distance how the rest of the world was reacting to the same situation. Somehow, that gave me enough time to think up how I could adapt myself to what was coming, to what was happening. I decided to distance myself from social media, to read just specific critical sources in order to stay informed and to practice a sort of mindful self-care. That means that I was trying to remain calm, to eat well, to exercise a bit every day and to keep myself creative. While my experience was okay, I know many friends who had a really harsh experience. I find interesting to ask people about their time, about their experience during the last year, because it is possible to find the whole spectrum. On the one hand, those who had a privileged experience that implied having more time, being able to read, doing yoga, whatever. And on the other, all those who had a difficult time to make a living and had a really rough experience. How was it for you, Chica Paula? How did you manage? I was... Um when the pandemic came, I, uh, I wanted to go to Chile and I couldn't. And this was, for example, the first slap in the, in the sense of, um, I, I'm, I, in the last years, I begin to make this other kind of projects with uh, uh, more political projects or more conceptual uh, 
projects and I was invited to Chile to a place for me was a very important for maybe for nobody else but for me it was like a, a like a moment from like very bringing things together what was always separating my life I always when I went to Chile was for DJing and um, now I was invited for the Museo de la Memoria so the museum of memory where the people works uh, all the uh, dictatorships, uh, victims, what they, what's happening, what was happening with the people, like with the history of Chile in the dictatorship. And um, yeah, I was invited there to talk and to talk about music and to make a workshop and to look how we can get all this together. And for me it was a wow, cool, it was bringing together like one part of my biography with with one, uh, what I'm doing all my life. Uh, teaching or making electronic music because for me it was always very separate in the scene of uh, uh, from the conceptual uh, point. And uh, this was so big for me and this was my biggest like it's not gonna happen. That was terrible. I wanted to go with my daughter, she's 20, I wanted to show her this is my history, this is my biography, this is your grandmother's, this is happening, this is, I'm looking here at all these people, what's happening in this country, and to share, you know. And this was the first. Then, of course, the, the thing that you cannot play. All that, what we know, what everybody knows, was of, of course difficult. But I have to say, I didn't leave. Uh, I, I wasn't playing so much as a DJ. I always have another job. Uh, like, for example, uh, working in school, making a teaching of Ableton, uh, push, and making like workshops for radio with kids. But this was very important for me. For, to get money, but more than nothing, because I like to work with kids and music. And I was working with uh, also with kids uh, who are um, how you say mit uh, Behinderung? How you say that? Disadvantaged. Disadvantaged. Yeah, disabilities. With disabilities uh, uh, and young people with disabilities, and all this was also st stopped because of the pandemic situation. And yeah, and my kid couldn't go and watch the school. It's super difficult. But otherwise, I have to say, of course, I, uh, I say like, what can I do? What can I do? And um, I, I think like, I thought like, okay, there is now here uh, this grant here or this grant here. There were a little bit more grants coming up for artists, and I apply, and I was lucky, and I got it. And then I discovered that I can't write very well. <laughs> no, no, I mean, I did do and I get it, I got it, and I was very happy. But these things were not that I, 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 I was thinking about this project long, long time ago. I, 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 I wanted to do it anyway. I, know I was writing about it for a very long time. But uh, then I used this opportunity and I got it, and it saved me a little bit for some months. Um, well, but anyway, I mean, um, now I'm working in the Impfstation, this like place where people go to the vaccination, fucking vaccination, you say. And it's okay, but uh, I'm always a little, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm, uh, now I want to stop this job because somehow it feels strange that the people who are musicians, also like D I see a lot of DJs uh, working there, they are very happy because they have a job. Uh, somehow I'm trying to say, yes, we are doing something for the society, but somehow I have a, a little a political problem with this also, you know. The people, uh, I think sometimes the electronics in the party, techno electronics in is not very political and those things sometimes things like for why the DJs have to work in this getting more money what for example the normal people who's working in in, in the service from uh, hospitals and stuff like that you know they're getting less money all the time and then you think like huh and it's very very strange mm -hmm. things to say why the DJs have to make this job now why? Mm -hmm. You know, it's uh, it's not helping to to 
to, that the people see that it's important, the music and the clubs and all that, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, yeah, so that's why, that, that's what's happening to me in the last <laughs> yeah. yeah. I found it interesting that in the last year, your music became more uh, contemplative, uh, greater use of soundscapes, um, more atmospheric, and I noticed some political elements as well. So how do you see the connection between music and activism or politics uh, in Berlin? Well, as, as you said, it, it's like not so long time that I'm, I'm, I'm working in this way. And I, I found this by myself, also for myself in, in the time when I was studying in Berlin and uh, make uh, one work and uh, Sabine Sanyo said to me, wow, this is your team. And it was very nice. I found it here, not there. No, uh, there is Chile, you know. <laughs> and, um, and of course, my political souls or my concerns or my thinking about something have a lot to do with Chile more than here. Of course, I live here and I have, of course, my political meaning and stuff from here, but um, I, <laughs> all my life here I didn't have so much connection with, for example, Latin American uh, musicians, some friends of course from the electronic dancing, but in the last years I have more and more connection also with um, women from Berlin, very much younger than me. But because they came also later, no? and for example, with, with these women, I have um, very much more uh, exchange, you know, like uh, talking, but or listening also to the music from them. So I I, I feel that, um, or maybe because I begin to do things like this, I'm getting connected with these people as a woman, I think. And also an old friend, Molo Shelda, she knows something about Chile and she understands, for example, what I do. And then, the, the, I mean, I feel like um, there is more, um, more a scene now than maybe 10 years ago, which is uh, focused more on these political teams uh, than 10 years ago. Maybe they were there, but I, I wasn't there <laughs> because I was more in the in the party. Uh, but I was always a political person, of course, very political person all my life. But um, with the music came together in the last time. That's the truth. Chica Paula, what are the difficulties of finding a studio, a space to create here? What has been your experience? I, I have always a, a little studio at home, and it was for me always very f fine. I mean, I never because I also don't do so much music. I was more DJ than musician at the beginning, and I have my turntables and my records, and I was playing loud at the club. And at home, I was only preparing my stuff. I mean, also very loud. <laughs> I may but hates me, <laughs> but no, really true, or like the first of years of, of yeah, you know. But, um, but then I, now I'm doing more and more music, or, um, um, but, and I need a studio more than nothing to be alone, because uh, I have a kid and he's super sweet, but he's a kid and um, when I'm here, it's very difficult to explain. I'm here, but I'm working here, mm. for example. And it's like, uh, yeah. And uh, I'm very hard, bad concentration, so I need, I, I would love to have a place, and I'm looking long time, and it's everything very expensive now. Like 20 years ago, it wasn't like that. I think that uh, not so, a lot of people looking now, it was this, um, uh, rehearsal, uh, no, not rehearsal, uh, research from Music Board. They did a thousand people they ask, and there is a very big need for studios. Would be a really great idea to, to make some uh, help for a lot of artists, not only in the pop and rock scene, uh, because they got some, some 
grants for studios. And uh, yeah, it's difficult and it's important to have this. And in Berlin, it's still a lot of place, but I don't, I, I think this could be really the next good thing to think about mm. for more than money for a project, maybe to help people to supporting for, for a studio, mm -hmm. like not only for the living. It seems to me that important historical moments of crisis and rapid change are often breeding grounds for an explosion of creativity. For example, Berlin after the wall, or even Colombia in the last years after decades of civil unrest. What kind of projects do you imagine Berlin will need in post-pandemic times, Chica Paula? I think more in the artists, also clank, uh, sound art or musician scene could be interesting that the people get more together. I mean, uh, there is no, uh, there is, there is no scene in the music, as in my scene. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about the, where I'm DJs, electronic music. Everybody is for for his own. You know, no uh, there is no community. For example, in every kind of the, the actors, they have a workshop. You know, uh, the well, every farm worker have like the uni union of his speciality where the people fight for the rights, you know, for the salary, for this, for together. Artists doesn't have this, as in the, in the Klangvorschung or Klangkunst or the, uh, electronic music. Of course, there are like uh, institutions from the government who gives money for, for them, like grants and stuff like this. But I think it could be good when a good project could be to, to trying to create a, a more unity through the, this artistic world, more solidarity and, and look how, how, how we can yeah, do more things together in, in the way of uh, political uh, things. For example, to say we want studios for less money and it could be uh, there is space in Berlin like eine Gewerkschaft how you say Gewerkschaft of English? Gewerkschaft, uh, syndicate syndicate a union in uh, yes, union. Like more unions in England there was a union for, for musicians I mean but uh, um, yeah but a union for young musicians I don't tell talking about uh, you know established people yeah yeah exactly like more this could be good mm -hmm. for like a, yes of your artistic output what pieces do you think are most representative of your body of work yeah well this espacios en soledad i mean it's coming at the end of the year as a record but it was a project that i did long time ago as life and this was the project that I went to Chile, to Santiago, to my streets uh, in the center of Santiago and record a lot there. What This was a work with my, uh, about my relation to my city and to my biography and my relation to the fact that I'm, uh, to the fact, <laughs> to, to, that I'm not living there and I'm here and not there and I'm not part of this place anymore somehow, but I recognize things from these spaces, but I'm not a part of this. And uh, yeah, and this was my, I think, uh, and, yeah, this can describe a lot of where I want to go now. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to El Barrio Global podcast. You're listening to Resonar Radio, and we continue with our series Creative Nomads with Chica Paula. Paula was kind enough to show us around her home studio and take us through her creative workflow. Well, the flow is something like I, when I have an idea, I um, with my field recordings, I 
can put the field recording here in this machine, for example. Yeah? And this, this recordings on the demonstration of 8th of March, for example. And I put it in this machine, it's a sampler with a sequencer tool, and then I can go through all the recording and look what can I do, maybe put some rhythms that she repeats, loop parts or not parts. I can work with the sounds, transformating it in something else, or making different kind of playing, you know. Uh, this bass line is from the modular system, for example, yeah? Um, because this is a, a, a political <laughs> so, <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't well that's a little bit so the, the flow is like I use my field recordings I put this stuff here I play with the things rhythm with rhythms with with the stuff that I recorded on the street or in this demo for example the same I do with my more ambient stuff. I like to work with the modular system and with the sounds that I, I recorded in the nature, for example, and play with these uh, sounds uh, to create a, a, a new sound world, like, a, like an atmosphere or, or tell a story. I mean, the new things that I'm doing, like more, in, in, like for example, this Magallanes, what I did with a friend of of Magallanes in Chile in the Patagonia was telling a story uh, about a place. Now it's not coordinated because I made the... But this is strange. It's always fascinating to enter the creative space of an artist, and I really love I love hearing them messing around with their gadgets and throwing about ideas, you know, and you just get a, a little peek into their creative process when the ideas are still really rough. Yeah, she has a very cool mix of modular and sampled sounds, and she was very open about showing us her creative processes and workflow. It was definitely a privilege. Thank you, Chica Paula. If you want to hear more of Chica Paula's work, check her out at her official website. It's paulashop.de. Um, let me spell that out. So it's P-A-U-L-A-S-C-H-O-P-F dot D-E. More links in the descriptions. We are Resonar Radio, and you have been listening to the second chapter from our first season of El Barrio Global, where we continue our series of conversations with Latin American and African artists. In this first season, we are focusing on female artists based in Berlin. You can find more information about us and Resonar Lab online on social media by typing in at Resonar Lab. Remember, Resonar is Spanish for resonating. I'd just like to acknowledge the terrific work from our team. It is thanks to our great crew that we could bring you this podcast. Leading the script team was Diego Guayara, the musical edition and production Juan Krikiewicz and Daniel Duarte. Guiding the audiovisual interviews, Magdalena Madorin, and our humble host in the creative co-production and presentation. I'm Benyam Sifu. And I am Ivan Chaparro. It's been great to be here. For our next episode, we'll be talking to the experimental Peruvian artist Ale Hop, which will be really interesting. Man, I'm looking forward to it. We're going to end the show with a track by our collective Resonar Lab. It's called Origin or Origen in Spanish. This song was made thanks to the support from the Center for Applied Human Rights at the University of York and their project Artivists, which combines art and activism against repression. Colombia has occupied the horrible first place over the last few years as a country in the world where more activists and environmentalists are being killed for standing up to the destruction of nature. We did interviews with several activists from the South Pacific coast, and based on those conversations, we invited a group of musicians from across the country to co-create this song where we reflect about their situation and the crisis the country is facing.
pregunto en mi locura Porque en Colombia la vida es más dura Pienso en el afro y su camino En el indígena y el campesino Pienso en aquellos que han sido oprimidos Todos los pueblos que fueron destruidos Y como muchos aún no han comprendido Crímenes omitidos Un viaje al pasado Pero no visto de túnica Nos venden una historia Y sabemos que no es la única Por la ideología Se vive un duelo político Parece pecado tener Pensamiento crítico Idolatran a Occidente Lo muestra la gráfica Soy negro palenquero Descendiente de África Historia disfrazada Que siempre se escucha No se narra en la escuela Las verdades de la lucha Thank you so much for listening. See you next time. Spirit, 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 movement. movement.